Dan, so glad we were able to meet today. Whoa, what's that? It's my new FlexiSpot E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Goes from sitting to standing with the push of a button. You know, I've been thinking about getting a desk like that. I have back pain from being in a chair all day, but I feel like they're either cheap and flimsy or crazy expensive. That's why I went with FlexiSpot. This desk is super sturdy, but totally affordable. The base is made of automotive grade carbon steel. Sit on it. Okay. Hey, this is cool. All right, I want in on one of these. Where do I find FlexiSpot? Just go to their website, FlexiSpot.com. Right now, FlexiSpot is offering huge Black Friday and Cyber Monday savings on the E7 Pro Plus standing desk with up to $160 off. Plus, use code 20OFF right now for an additional $20 off. Go to FlexiSpot.com today and use code 20OFF to get up to $180 off the E7 Pro Plus standing desk from November 25th to the 28th only. That's F-L-E-X-I-S-P-O-T.com. Go to FlexiSpot.com today. Interesting. Interesting. I like your uh, Scarlett Johansson reports. Uh, some very interesting things. That's going to be good uh, box office news, as they call it on the website when you talk about it. Yeah. And the Hawkeye thing will be interesting to discuss. I did not uh, get a chance to read that. All it is is they released a picture and they gave the release date, November 24th for Hawkeye, which we can then, when we're discussing it, we can be like, oh, that means Miss Marvel's probably actually next year. Who doesn't? Why does it mean that? Probably. I haven't released I mean, it probably does, like... They said, didn't they just say that it would be Miss Marvel year? has no release date. Aren't you guys Hawkeye's doing the show? Aren't you guys doing the show? Year. Aren't you? Doing I guess we are. No, no, no. Let's 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 talk. You're right. No, fuck. Do your intro. 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 Intro it up. Intro that, that be... breaking geek spirit up. That's that's the intro right there. <laughs> I feel like that's the intro. <laughs> I dig it. Welcome to the conversation. Dear listener, uh, this is Breaking Geek Radio Podcast, where Jammer is showing his school spirit. And uh, we were going to talk about Snake Eyes, but here's what happened. Here's what happened on the way to the Snake Eye. I, um, I saw it before everyone else and determined that it was dog shit. And so we made a hard left turn. And we're going to talk about something that we all like. Um, and I Mostly. can give... What? What are you talking about? I like lawsuits. Who doesn't like lawsuits? I thought you are talking about the show that we're going to cover or the thing we're going to cover today. Oh, you don't like Ted Lasso? I mean, he's fine with it. I don't think he's ecstatic about it. Oh, you're talking about Nick. I mean, I like, like I said, it. like I said, last week, arbitrary, arbitrary. I can't, I can't. Um, <laughs> let me, let me very quickly, like when we get into Ted Lasso, I am going to give a Snake Eyes review before we yes. get into Ted Lasso, because uh, I, I have things to say. Spoiled the show that, too. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, no, yeah. This is remember I when want, we did I know, Foul. I, we yes. did Artemis Fowl, and I was just like, you know what? This movie is so fucking bad. Like, there's nothing. To I think spoil. it was Art. I think we made up a term for it, right? Like Artemis Fowl Protocol, which was just like, this movie is so bad. <laughs> the present has invoked Artemis Fowl Protocol. Yeah, this is this is that bad to me. Uh, it, it's it's not Artemis Fowl bad, but it's pretty goddamn close. Like, it's just it's not good. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But before that, we've got some news to discuss. Uh, some some hot news, and also some lukewarm news but what do you guys want to talk about first do you want to do legal stuff do you want to do uh news news what, what do you what's what's your flavor what are you guys feeling i'm feeling some some get some quick 
Let's get some quick hot news off the presses out of the way. Appetizer, I think the main course will be the legal news. There's a lot of great discussion points there. Um, So, I mean, to start with Hawkeye, man, they, uh, that's a show that's happening. And uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I really like Haley Steinfeld. (laughs) I really like Haley Steinfeld. I really like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Unlike most people, people give him shit all the time. I I love Hawkeye. Him and Chris Pratt get so much shit. I have a question. Is he a, wait, are you talking about Jeremy Renner or Hawkeye? People give him Hawkeye. Which, okay. Hawkeye. They kind of imply it's both. Usually they're like, Uh, I I feel like it's mostly. I do feel like it's both. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Star Lord definitely is more the actor. I, there's nothing to explain. Like, I feel like people give Jeremy, like, I don't know if this is a real thing or not. And that's actually what I was going to ask you. There was an album, supposedly. That yeah, he released, released a an album. Ago, and I couldn't tell if that was like a joke. Oh, no, it wasn't. When he announced it, it was not a joke. Um, okay. Hugh Jackman's so, serious about singing. Hugh Jackman's serious about Bruce singing. Bruce Willis serious. Uh, Return of Bruno. To be See, fair, Hugh Jackman's like a great singer. Hugh Jackman, yeah, you can't, you can't say I don't Hugh know Jackman's if Jeremy serious. Is well, just make the oh, Hurt well, Locker the musical when I'm there. Bruce Willis isn't particularly good. I think Eddie Murphy is all right. Um, surprisingly so. Leonard Shatner. Nimoy. I feel like Shatner Crow. is a Shatner's fascinating because I feel like if he stays in Rocket the wheelhouse, Man. it's entertaining. It's entertaining, yeah. Like you just want to hear that. It's, it's, like, it's, it's camp. I don't enjoy it as like artistic, amazing. Like I need to have this in my weekly rotation. But it's like, a, you know what? I need to chuckle, so I'm going to listen to this. Uh, it's like Weird Al kind of entertaining. I have a best of him and Leonard Nimoy album. Leonard Nimoy said, it sings If I Had a Hammer, and then transitions into a speech about how great the U.S. and it's playing the Star Spangled Banner behind him. And then, then he does the Bilbo Baggins song. That's the only song I know. I did not know that he had other stuff in there. Because the end, he's oh. like, I have a hammer. And I so will I take it all over this land. None, like, none of you answered my question. About what? Is this? Is he a good singer, Jeremy Renner? I never listened to it. It's okay. I did not it. listen to the album, but I heard like a clip. And that's why I couldn't tell if it was real because the thing that I heard was so short. It's like, yeah, certainly this could have been made like as a joke. Um, but, I, but in answer to your earlier question... For me, what I've heard is people just don't like Hawkeye because he doesn't have superpowers. And they're like, oh, he's just running around with a bow and arrow. Ooh. They love and I'm like, Scarlett Johansson. I know. I know. It's hypocritical. I, it's annoying. Know. Is it though? I mean, if the reason why you don't like him is because he doesn't have superpowers and then you like Black Widow, then yes, it is hypocritical. Okay. I think um, a lot of but, people don't like the character also because they like, he should have died, not Black Widow. <laughs> That's I, the reason why I don't like him, but it is true. I'm kind of. I'm kind of in that camp. No, he to be still honest. has the I mean, kids, though. He has the current family. No, I so hate he that was shit. my. I hate that shit. So time hate hated this point. Yeah, it's yeah, not I hate because that. it's like people have a baby on board in the back. So you're saying what? Like your vehicle matters more than mine because you got little humans yeah. in the back. No, that's not true. But Tanya hated this argument, and my argument was that he should have died in Endgame because he had fallen so far. You can't go around the world murdering people and then just come back and raise a family and be okay. Um, which I guess maybe is something the Hawkeye show can address. Maybe um, that'd be great yeah, if they did. I want to know why he's not with his family. Yeah. I think that that would be a great um, entryway yeah. into this character, but which is as why far I, as and, like and, what happened at the time, what, like what I knew at the time before they announced this show, I was like, no, he should have died because where his yeah. character was, was too dark to come back and raise a family. But yeah, Jammer, I think you're right. Maybe, maybe that is where they will go. And I also, yeah, and I think just, I, I think, I think in retrospect, like uh, it, it was, it didn't make it was more unpredictable for that he that he didn't die because of that. 
which is sort of what Marvel seems to be doing sometimes with some of their deaths is kind of going for the unexpected deaths a lot some of the time, or at least like the Stark unexpected turns. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, those types of things. They're really trying to surprise us in those ways, and then pivoting off of those into spinoff shows slash movies that are. Who's unexpected. another surprising death? Who's a surprising death? He just said it. Stark yeah, instead the only of one? that's Stark it? instead of Cap. There's also uh let me think here. Well, Gamora. I can't say Vision. All. I mean, they're bringing her back. Eh, Gamora yeah, Gamora. I guess mm. I actually, I didn't expect her to die. She's dead. It seems like an, but that seems like an immediate cheat. Yeah, um, and then you have. Uh, but Nebula should there, die. Not, maybe it wasn't a, a surprising death. More of like a surprising turn of events that were unexpected. Like there's a lot of those in this show. I, I mean, I didn't expect the Warriors three to all fucking die. To be Someone honest, was complaining about Thor. that Twitter the other day. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> There's so many I, they, new characters in the new one. But we only say who cares because we didn't we didn't get to see who they true. that they were cool. If this we had seen that they were cool back. and then they died, I don't care. She's the only care. cool one in the group. <laughs> the but is she is like, she cool? Uh-huh, or you just cliches. heard her talk the most. You heard her talk. Yeah, the based most. based the on the movies, cool. is she really the coolest one? Because based on the movies, none of them are cool, except for maybe uh, the the Japanese guy. That's probably why I like her. The Japanese guy, maybe, because he had that one last stand against uh, Hela and then died anyway. But, you know, it's still, it's a low bar. Yes. Also, yeah. with anyway. the Hawkeye news. Oh, wait, uh, Hawkeye, hold on. Hold on. Hawkeye news. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yet? No, we haven't. It's, it's, airing. <laughs> it's airing on November 24th. On former says, editor-in-chief just burying the goddamn lead. <laughs> no, you guys literally interrupted me and then continued off of this fucking tangent about That's why Jeremy Renner is a shitty works. singer. We go off Anyways. on different timelines that need to be pruned sometimes, but I never prune them when editing. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Hawkeye is happening on November 24th. It's starting what? on November 24th on Disney+. Plus. So that gives what? us about four months. About four months. And I think, uh, is there another Marvel movie happening before then? I, is the is Shang-Chi. Yeah, Shang-Chi is happening uh, September. And Eternals will have happened before then too, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But so TV much show wise, yeah. I don't think we know how many episodes. Uh, I've heard up to ten that. Uh, what if Hawkeye? takes up? No, what if oh, Hawkeye is probably six? Because if that takes up ten weeks, then we won't actually be that long without Marvel, even yeah. if we're waiting for Hawkeye. Whereas Hawkeye, I'm not counting over in six. Weeks. What if? I'm not counting. What if? I probably should, but I'm not. I'm not doing it right now. It looks well shitty. I think you said it looks. <laughs> I don't I, think it should count from the perspective that I doubt anything in there will impact anything else that we watch, right? Like it's. I mean, it could it multiverse. I do think it's falling in a very specific time after Loki, as in like. Here are all the other stories that are happening right now that Here we're not going to address in Captain Doctor Strange or Spider Man because yeah. it's too short. The yeah. uh, I don't know. The animation looks awful to me. I don't see that. I think it looks beautiful. In a weird uh, I don't know about beautiful. It looks uh, utilitarian. Yeah, it looks like Better it's getting the job done. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. I think it's on the same level. I don't know that it's... Well, yes, I, it is. I don't know. It I just saw the recent style. trailer today and Killmonger just has a killer line. It looks like it looks like Xbox 360 graphics. Ooh. Like, it looks about like the same as the Resident Evil movie. It looks like Borderlands. No, it doesn't look as good as Borderlands or Resident <laughs> Evil. I think I I think it's slightly worse. That's just that's my. It looks like yeah. War for Cybertron or whatever the fuck that black. To be uh, fair, I'm talking about I'm talking about the original Borderlands when it came out, not not like any oh, okay. games. You know what? You might be right. That yeah. I could agree anyway. With. It's very. I want to add on to the Hawkeye 13. news. What do you want to add on? That uh, I'd also just read. Just a small plot detail, not not even a plot. Uh, that plot Haley detail. Seinfeld's character 
is a Hawkeye fangirl, which is how she kind of enters. Oh, so she's got that. So, she's got that. Like she's got so, that yeah. Ms. Marvel flavor. Yeah, like, uh, and then also, as we were kind of saying before, does does this mean that we can assume this is the next show because we're getting our first? The official still interestingly has Christmas lights in it, so oh, it'll probably be Christmas. Did set, Shane like, Black direct home. it? No, but Far From Home is supposed to be a Christmas movie too, and Shane Black didn't direct it. But, uh, Speaking of that, it was Christmas, did you Marvel see it? There's a, next year, then. The Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Did you guys see that? And that's what I was going to say. It's unfortunate about uh, Gamora's death is that why Gamora's not in the Christmas special because the movie is about looking for and the Christmas special takes place before it. So they, they yeah. listed the characters that be in it. And it's like, that's so weird. Gamora's not in it. She's like one of the original. Guardians. I don't care. She was boring. I'm glad they killed her. <laughs> Hopefully this next iteration of her is going to be interesting. Okay. Um, I, but, I, I, she was boring. She was the most boring character in the whole series. Tell me I'm wrong. Come at me. Uh, tell you that. No, I don't know that I think that that's true. I think she's very complicated. I think that her relationship with Thanos. No, no I, didn't, I, didn't, her... I didn't say she wasn't complex. I said she was boring. I think Mantis there's a is boring as, as hell. No. You yeah. Who's really boring? Ego. One of the worst villains the in thing. the MCU. No. Mantis is a. Uh, Mantis is is maybe boring but she's at least entertaining gamora is just bland and boring she could be complex in here but it's not enough to make it interesting out there jammer wants all of his characters to directly say what they think like little comic bubbles yeah i don't what are you talking about no i'm just saying externalize <laughs> it in a way that's interesting to me she was just generic she's the female. cold-blooded killer of them all even more so, like nebula has been able to evolve yeah but he's saying that that doesn't make her that in and of itself doesn't make it answer. But before we go on another tangent, let me add the little bit of this uh, news. So um, we've got James Gunn on record saying that this is something that you're going to have to watch. So previously we had um, Kevin Feige talk about WandaVision saying like, hey, you don't necessarily have to watch this to be able to understand Lying what's happening in shit. the movies. Uh, yeah. I would still pick yeah. the fool who goes with either um, watch WandaVision or Loki. So what... James Gunn said about the holiday special is it's in canon. It's about the guardians. You're going to learn stuff that you need to learn before volume three. And it's great. I'm really happy with it. I'm going to film it in the same, I'm going to film it at the same time as the movie. I'm using a lot of the same sets, the same actors, obviously. So we're filming simultaneously with the film, but it's going to have to be edited and finished sooner. So, you know, all those things are kind of, Oh, in addition to the fact that it's going to be about 40 minutes. So, fucking James Gunn. This guy, this guy is fucking crazy. He has done so much in the past year and a half, like the past two years. In the past two years, he did just the Suicide Squad, <laughs> Peacemaker, which came and out like nowhere. diving straight into this. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, he didn't just create them. He like they literally was like, hey, I have this idea. They're like, okay. Ten months later, he finished shooting it. How the fuck do you write a yeah, whole no, series that they, like, quickly and shoot it? Peacemaker after it was already post production on the Suicide Squad. He's like, oh yeah, so. we're gonna do. I'm gonna do a show with John Cena next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or after yeah. I get quarantined in Canada for two weeks. I think the other thing that's kind of interesting about what he's been saying. I don't know if you all have been seeing the news that he's talking about. Hopefully, some of the work that he's been doing will lead to a Marvel DC crossover. I have no idea whether or not that's actually going to happen, but it's very fascinating to have seen him be in these two worlds and if that comes out of this that'd be 
pretty great. I mean, the big shocker for me was that in the last trailer for Suicides, the Suicide Squad, they said from the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. See, I was shocked yeah. they didn't say that in the first one. Like, we've had this conversation with the first trailer. Oh, did no we? No one knows the name James. No, because it was the opposite then. I'm like, surprised they didn't put it in. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, it's like, I, thing, company, I wasn't surprised. Like, I thought I thought they wouldn't <laughs> want to promote competition. That's Marvel why. Stuff, yeah. it, I, that's why I wasn't surprised, but I was just like, I was, that's why I'm surprised now that they did. I'm like, oh, they did it. They made sure that people knew who this guy mm-hmm. was. Well, that helps which too, is smart. because I went to the movie, I went to Black Widow last weekend with two friends. Um, one of them actually liked the first Suicide Squad, so he's he's on it. The other friend had seen it. Oh, I thought you were going to say on drugs. No, no, no. <laughs> so she uh, so she watched the trailer. We watched the, the trailer came up, and she was like, what the fuck is this? And we're like, what do you mean? She's like, is this like a sequel or like a reboot or like? What is this? Some kind of Suicide Squad? And the only only reason reason she was interested is it said from the director of Guardians, because she doesn't know who the fuck James Gunn is. But from the guy who did Guardians, it's like, oh, he does team movies. Why wouldn't his DC movie be just as good as Marvel? If they give him the freedom he claims to have. Very, I mean, it looks like, and the reviews are hitting. Reviews are amazing. Reviews are ecstatic. Uh, Last I checked, they were at 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it dropped. Uh, let me double check. I looked at yesterday, it was 100%. And I was like, holy. And there was a while looking yesterday before it went from 98 to 100 yesterday. So, one of the little bits of news that did come out about James Gunn that actually made me a little sad, he said that DC offered him Superman. And while I know, mm. Jammer, your thoughts on Superman, I would love to see what James Gunn could have done with a Superman movie. Um, I just think that he is such a good director and he's just been hitting so well lately that to see his take on it would be fascinating. Yeah, so. that was the one they wanted him to do, but they said he could do literally anything. I'm sure they would have taken Batman off the table if you really said Batman. But really I quick, uh, it's currently really want- at 99% with 72 reviews. So still do look real solid. critic reviews on there too, right? Not just geek websites who will get any movie know. in A. No, here's the thing. Uh, no, not yet. Oh damn! Oh, yeah. It'll come down a little bit then, because last the first Suicide Squad was it'll come, here's the, the best movie Here, ever. People, by the people always say this. Then... People always say it's like, oh, it'll come down. Like, yeah, it so probably like 90 will. Or 80, but I'm not saying all the way down. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's 99. percent No, very few movies start off with 72 reviews at 99. <laughs> percent Like, just by the law of uh, reason, that's not it's a law. Prediction. Nor is it. A th- I thought you were gonna say uh, the law of averages. 96. percent No, I mean sure, law of averages, because there's at most there's there's probably gonna be another 200 reviews. It's probably going to go down to 94 at the lowest. That's your guess? At the I'm lowest. Saying uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying at the lowest. I'm not predicting. I'm saying it's not going to go below 94. You guys should make a bet. You should make a bet right now. I'll uh-uh. witness it. I'll hold no. the money. I'll hold nope. it. Nope. <laughs> He's like, hey, we'll hey Nick, what? what money? What money? You're talking we'll both about. Venmo him money and hope one of us gets it back. That's great. You know what? I just started a Venmo account, so I'm all ready. I'm, I, I did it for this moment. Did you just want to brag to everyone that you started a Venmo account? That's what it sounds no. like. Oh. No, actually, like, I'm hip. Venmo. You know what's crazy about that? So here's a tangent. I, because I was overseas, I could not use Venmo. They would not allow me to use either my German number or uh, my Google Voice number. And so I came here and I got a number from T-Mobile and apparently the person who had it previously also had Venmo. So I couldn't sign into Venmo. They have the worst customer service. And it was amazing to me the the lengths that I was, it is PayPal, but PayPal is amazing. Um, It was amazing the lengths that I was going through to use a service that would allow me to use my money and spend it. It's like, I I don't fucking trust these people anymore. And I don't understand why I went through all this so I could spend money. That was was like a very quick story. They're terrible. They're terrible. I'm really happy you told that story. 
very relevant superman for a minute i just don't i don't know i think james gunn wants the chance to do something rated r that's a big brand so and i would i do not want a rated r superman movie in the slightest because it's a child gotcha to be fair or to be clear he was offered this before he took on the suicide squad no i know yeah but then they then they can do anything i was just making sure that was what we're talking about they were saying now no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. This is back when they were like, take anything, but can you please take Superman because we think you're dude, a great filmmaker? Dude knows his strengths and his interests. I think it was just a perfect alignment there. So exactly. I, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't want to push that on him. Um, I would love to also see him do like anything Harley Quinn related would be great. I mean, she's in this, so I guess it doesn't. I can still, just did. I can still <laughs> see did. Warner Brothers being like, are you such sure? imagination, such imagination from Jammer. I would love to see him do the thing he's already doing. Are you sure you want to I mean, a like a Harley Quinn, title? Harley Quinn. What title? No, I'm like, I'm sure that's Warner Brothers. They're like, DC's like, really? You want to put the Suicide Squad title on your movie after all that stank? And he's like, yeah, because I'm going to make yeah. an awesome movie. I can fix it. I'll even fix save it. like three of the actors besides Harley Quinn and bring them with me. Um, so yeah, you guys ready to move on? Got another thing. Nothing. What was the story that we originated this from? Was this the was this Hawkeye? Did we start off with no, Hawkeye? No, no, no. It's a Guardians. Oh, yeah, it's a Guardians. James Gunn. Oh wait, James, James Gunn. Gunn. Oh yeah, the crossover with the, the Marvel DC. You, oh yeah, the it crossover. Doesn't, right, yeah, why is eh, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I don't describe, care. It's sure. You scribe? Are you a watcher? You trying to? You, what are you doing? What are you doing here, dude? I I ain't no Jeffrey Wright. What? Jeffrey Wright's the watcher? watcher. See the watcher? Yeah. Interesting. It's great. He does most of the quotes for the articles, and he like t- likes to talk about it, like the Doctor Strange one is my favorite <laughs> because, because I guess he's seen them all because he narrates them or something. God damn him! Anyway, um, Gordon segue. He is oh. for a Batman movie that we'll never see. Wait, what are we segueing to? What, what do you want what? to talk about? What are you talking about for a what? Batman movie we we'll never see? What are you we're talking gonna... about? No, Batman. he's Batman. Gordon in the Batman. It's just taking forever. Yeah, it's just taking forever for. Well, it to it's come basically out. done. It's taking forever because of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> As a release yeah. date early next what, year. What, what, what but what? yeah, to break the news myself, um, break the news. <laughs> J.K. Simmons, who was sorely underused in the Snyderverse, even when you did, like, I was hoping when they added two hours to Justice League, they would give him like they would add a half hour of his <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. Uh, J.K. Simmons gets to play Gordon again in Batgirl, so he'll actually. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it seems like one of the roles he was born to play, besides Jameson. I mean, he'll ne- he'll never have another Gary Oldman, but he nails the Gordon look more than any other actor, and he's capable. So it's not like I'm like that's the only reason he has the. I think Gary Oldman did a good job. No, Gary Oldman. That's what I'm saying. I don't think job. he can top Gary Oldman. Yeah, I mean, in yeah. terms of even physical Acting. appearance. Yeah. So like you're thinking like stash. you won. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Needed more trench coat. That's why I guess J.K. Simmons has this trench coat. Needs more trench coat. Needs more trench coat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I didn't know that. That's exciting. Uh, so there'll be two be HBO Max uh, Gordons also. I believe so, Jeffrey Wright's going to be in the Bat- the Gotham TV show. So that then my question then, yes. does this confirm that Batgirl is in continuity DCEU? Because yes, I don't think I we think knew so. that before. I just don't think they really care anymore. They like, don't know, but Supergirl's now they're costume. creating, but they're creating connective tissue now. So maybe in the after Flashpoint slash Flash movie world, because obviously mm. for Supergirl, when people first saw her, they released a picture of just her emblem, and they're like, "That's obviously the, exactly the same costume design as the Snyderverse yeah. Superman." So they have, it's not like they're changing the look. And the pictures you guys see the pictures of Batman on the Bat Cycle this week. Did mm-hmm. the Bat Flag yeah. Bat Cycle the White Knight? I doubt it's Batfleck on set, but I mean, we know he's playing. Yeah, Batman no, it's just, the no. They confirmed that it's a stuntman. 
God, all those vehicles, though, I saw that picture and like the footage. I'm like, none of the Batman vehicles have been practical as far as turning. Like he's chasing someone who turns and then the scene just stops when the turn is supposed to happen for Batman. They'll cut because the bat cycle is so and correct me if I'm wrong. People are calling it the bat pod. But wasn't it the bat cycle and the bat pod was just from the Dark Knight? Yeah, I thought the bat pod was from cycle. I think people have just gotten accustomed to calling it the bat pod. Yeah. I feel like the bat pod when you say practical for turning. No, no, no. When you say practical for turning. That one I mean, in actuality. weird stuff. But I mean, in mean, actuality. He means we're not going to get a shot of him turning. It's just going to be, we're going to do one shot and then he's going to be in another shot. Like there's no like physical fake bat pod turning. Yeah, or like, what that. is it? Dark Knight Batman Returns where he literally shoots a hook into a lamppost so he can get the Batmobile to take a co- tight corner. I think that's the first either, one. It might be Batman. I just remember the yeah. Mythbusters even tried it and they just <laughs> destroyed the yeah, lamppost nah, and crashed yeah, the car. That would not work. Not not work at all. Um, so yeah, that should be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Jammer, knowing that it's in continuity DCEU, does that make you more or less interested in this? I don't care about the continuity of the DCEU. Just make good stories, make good movies. What? I agree with Jammer. What, what's what's so funny? It's like it's too late. I just think it's funny. Mm-hmm. I think. It, well, I'm I think just one of those people. Everyone's just like, oh, they need to make Flashpoint make reasons why it's so different. I'm like, no, just don't explain it. Don't explain it. Whatever. Make good stories, have a good time. If, if, if for some reason, you know, the world pans out and Zack Snyder can come back for a Justice League sequel, great. If not, move on. Like, I just, I do not care. It doesn't on matter. family vacation, I showed them Birds of Prey for the first time. What did and they? It, like, that just feels like it isn't connected, even though it's the same actress. You're like, this is a way different Gotham than how it's normally shot. Like, they never even mentioned, they mentioned Bruce, but like, they're in a world where it seems like the only kingpin is Sionis. Like, they're not talking about any other villains. So I'm like, well, like I mean, that, it's, it's that could be universe. Story, it could yeah. not be universe. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fun. It really doesn't matter. I agree yeah. with Jammer. Okay. It makes me slightly interested, slightly more interested. That it's um, not connected? Or that no, that connected? it is. That it is. It just makes me wonder what they're going to do with it. So if, so if she's Barbara Gordon, th- does that make him daddy? So that's, that's her father. Oh, shit. She isn't, then they cast, oh, is she a white actress? No. Latino. Latino too, right? Yes. That girl. I know Supergirl is. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. he could be I mean, he's allowed to, to have or some shit. No, no, I know. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, he, he's allowed not to be married to a white woman. That I is forgot. a possibility. Is he? is he? I forgot Batgirl <laughs> was his daughter when the casting of J.K. Simmons happened. I was like, oh shit! Right, and that's it's like it's I like it's like the how thing. they use that's how Marvel used racism against us for Michael Keaton twist in Spider-Man: Homecoming. It's just like no one expected that was yeah, his daughter. That's what they did. No one suspected it because they cast a black girl. Um, I think that um. I think it makes it slightly more interesting, but that is connected, not the race thing. But I do, it is surprising that they would do that. So, yeah. That's cool. I don't know. I just, it's Christopher Maloney Gordon is still my favorite Gordon. I just want to see the live action version of Harley Quinn Gordon. Oh, he does Gordon's voice. What on, are you uh, talking about? What? Harley Maloney Quinn, voices Gordon show. and Harley Quinn where he's like, I'm a damn no. good cop. I want to see that made live action. Drunk That'd be Gordon, good. Batgirl's doing most of the work. She has to sober him up. He's like, I need to rewatch that. I need to rewatch that. I love their relationship in season. I'll watch two. it. Rewatch so it. When is season three? When's that? Has that been announced yet? As far as like, yeah, it's least? been announced, but not a date. Right. And there's okay. a comic coming out. The bridge is the gap. But what? Half uh, of it's yeah. the voices. Half. Of, no, I mean it's not required reading. And half of the reason I like the shows. How do you know that? Have you read it? Yeah, you don't know that. Because none of the comic books. It, 
I don't know. Have you read it? There's barely any continuity in that show to begin yeah. with. Have you read it? Dies except for Bane. Spoilers. Not really either, but <laughs> they have no rules over at that show. No continuity rules. This is Harley Quinn. There are no rules. <laughs> you guys ready to move on? I feel like we have, yeah. we have juiced that story oh. for all the milk that it is worth. I want to hear a Russian wolf or something mm, later. Pour the milk over me. What? You should, you should be on the show. You get you get you gotta either watch the episode or or be on the show. No, no do overs. Um. So I don't know if this is the biggest story. Is this the biggest story? Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over Black Widow streaming release. That- I don't know biggest, but it, it has like the most big. opportunity for uh. It, it has the most opportunity for discussion. There's a lot of implications there in terms right. of, and, and I think I think I also like I understand why. But I'm also kind of like, I think I side on the other way than I would have a year ago. That's right. You know, because right. a year ago I was just like, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get rid of, get rid of all the theaters. Let, let, me, let, me, let me introduce the story. Let me, before okay. you dive before you side with folks. Uh, so, you know, Black Widow has just, is she in theaters? She's in theaters. Yeah. She's in theaters now. She's fighting off um, the folks from the Red Room, but she's she's facing her greatest battle of all corporation so right now scarlett johansson is fighting disney over the streaming release of black widow and what her representatives are claiming is that splitting the distribution of black widow between disney plus and its theatrical run constitutes a breach of contract and the specific line that the lawsuit says is disney intentionally induced marvel's breach of the agreement without justification in order to prevent Ms. Johansson from realizing the full benefit of her bargain with Marvel. And folks familiar with the matter are saying that uh, she might have lost as much as 50, mm-hmm. 50, five zero million dollars. I saw that um, big back end deal at this point when you've been at Marvel that long. Yeah. yeah so um, this will surely not be the last case where Hollywood talent stands up to Disney and make it clear. Whatever the company may pretend, it has a legal obligation to honor its contract. Well, uh, we that discuss- is from her. We're, we're, that's from her attorney, John Berlinski, the attorney of Kazowitz, Benson, Torres, LLP. And those are the folks that represent Ms. Wants to- hey, hey, just, I'm, you know, <clears throat> the completeness of the record, trying to say what's what. Jammer, Done. you were saying okay. that you, you, you would have agreed differently at a different time, but now you feel well, here, different. Parcels well, here's the thing. As legally speaking, I think she's in potentially in the right here. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. wording that. was weird. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me say, let me, let me, let me back up here. Legally speaking, I, I'm not quite sure where things stand, but as far as like me wanting to see things in theaters versus on streaming has changed in the past year. Now I feel like I'm less about just fucking release it on streaming. Nowadays, I think I'm just like, yeah, do it in theaters first and then release it on streaming a few months later. I'm okay with that now. Now I want to go to theaters and make watching movies special again. Um, but I'm just interested to see where this goes because I am just shocked how these companies, like first it was Warner Brothers and now it was Disney, how it's like, I understand the need and desire to put things either simultaneously or exclusively on streaming first. But I don't know how they just decide not to look at the contracts they have in place and make sure that they aren't in, aren't in breach of them. And who didn't say, hey, maybe we should, you know, talk with Scarlett Johansson's people and see if there's any sort of deal we can sort out that'll make them happy before they actually release it on streaming. I just don't understand those conversations not happening. 
That being said, I don't know where the legal legality of it all stands to me as someone who doesn't, who hasn't studied law. It seems to me like I could see she has some ground to stand on, but it all depends on, on how everyone sees the current state of COVID. Is it bad enough to where they could justify it? I don't know. I don't know because I mean, I'm sure uh, Brandon is going to be able to jump into the legal Did stuff. You forget and my name. Over- <laughs> it was, you know, it's funny because I, well, I was looking because I, I just forget names and then I was looking over and it says LRM online underneath and I was like that's not right so I was like oh, Brandon <laughs> Brandon. Uh, so yeah it's I don't know where this stands but I think I am slightly in favor of Scarlett Johansson because it'd be really annoying for Disney not to even approach you and ask you about it considering how much stake you have in this contract and given just how much actors like uh, Robert Downey Jr. have had with different back-end deals in the past with their movies, it does seem like kind of a, a massive cheat, especially for someone who has been as intimately involved with these this franchise as her. So, boom. That's where I stand. Nick, how do you fall on this? Um, well, first of all, I actually want to echo, not echo, but say something the Jammer said that I have a reversal on. I decided this week, I wish every movie was released simultaneously, and then you could choose to go to the movie theater if you like, not necessarily for free, but like you pay $30 at home for any movie the same weekend it's out and then decide if you want the theaters. I wish Hollywood worked that way after COVID. Because um, there's a lot of movies I'd see weekend one, but only if they were at home. But going back to this, it's just, it's be interesting because we talked about this last year with uh, uh, HBO Max, because they were saying some similar stuff where they talked with one, they talked with Patty Jenkins and uh, Gal Gadot about it, but they didn't talk to anyone else. They didn't talk to James Gunn. They didn't, I think Legendary was one that was threatening to sue because there's yep. a lot of movies do have the contract where it must like be Doom. played in theaters. Yeah. So I believe Legendary at one point was thinking, they lasted Godzilla versus Kong, but they were thinking of suing at one point, but I never heard anything else later about that. I think HBO Max backpedaled really on a couple of key projects that that's why they decided not to, I think. I don't know. I don't know what's like, out of my ass. Because, yeah, James Gunn, who is very vocal on Twitter about everything, was very upset that it would be the yeah. Sunday release. So yeah. it's interesting, I guess. Here's the other thing I was thinking. The first thing I thought when this news came out was like, damn, I was actually assuming that they were going to make some other Black Widow movies and make them fit somewhere in the MCU timeline. But that ain't happening now unless I do a young Natasha movie and cast someone else. Oh, right, because she's raised and then then be like, hey, here's another, where's more money for another movie? Yeah, I I mean, you never know. You never know. She's probably right if she was counting on the back end, made a back end deal. But it's also not like Disney's doing it to screw anyone. It's that they should make a new deal or have some kind of settlement where she she gets more, she gets a giant chunk of the. And that's probably what's going to happen. Disney Plus money. And then obviously Blu-ray money. So I here's my take on this. So I am not a contracts attorney and here's where I, I failed because this is not my wheelhouse. Um, what I do think is interesting is, and this is part of the claim, right? Is that it was done without justification and there are That's several, the you read that I'm like, yeah. And so like I this. think that there are, there, there are several justifications for breaching contract. Like, like the contract was supposed to be in writing. The contract was indefinite. There was some sort of mistake. Um, that the person who contracted lacked capacity to do so. Um, and so, or fraud or some sort of misrepresentation. This is wholly different. This is a, like, this is almost as close to an act of God that you could get. Um, 
if there is such a thing for this kind of contract. And part of what's hard to know without looking at the language of her specific contract is that, right? Is there some sort of clause in her contract that would account for this? Obviously, nobody's contract has a, a COVID clause. Well, in it. That's just not a thing that existed at the time. But um, it would be interesting if there is something in there that says that. And that's what the court is going to look at. They're going to look at the specific language of her contract. So we can feel however we want about whether or not it's justified based on, you know, Robert Downey Jr. getting X amount of dollars versus her getting X amount of dollars. The simple fact of the matter is at the time when he made his money, COVID did not exist. And presumably yeah. Disney made their decision, Disney and Marvel made their decision um, based on some sort of impetus based on COVID. So I, I, I think that's what it's going to come down to. And what I, but I think here's, here's the tried, thing. I they delayed it twice. They could have released it last fall and really fucked her and themselves. Yeah. Right. And so that would be an interesting thing. I think that that would be part of the, their justification. Like, Hey, we were trying to do as much as we could to protect the monet. Like Disney can't wait was not trying to hurt themselves. And that's why I think Nick, what you said about some sort of settlement being reached is what's going to happen. I think they gave her the 50 million. Um, because I don't know that they will give her the 50 million, but I do think that um, basically what happens is this. Disney's going to make some sort of argument like, hey, listen, we did not create and release a movie with the intention of it failing what we did we did to protect the public and so there are individuals who are vaccinated there are individuals who are not vaccinated for those who don't feel like com comfortable in doing that here's the rationale for why we did what we did um and so based on that they'd be able to argue like hey this pandemic was an act of god and we could not foresee or do anything but we did as much as we could to protect those assets and protect the assets of Ms. Johansson. So again, echoing what Nick said, I think it's just going to come down to is how much is Disney willing to settle? It's not going to be the 50 million. Um, it'll, it'll probably be, be like, it'll be a significant it'll amount. It will be tens of millions. Yeah. What I, what I wonder, I wonder if, uh, if they're going to basically have a case against them saying, well, it's COVID times. The case could be, well, you also release it in theaters, right. meaning that you're okay with releasing in theaters. Um, also, yeah, like, I think that's a strike against them. Like if they had just done it streaming, it, I think they'd have more of a case, but now it's it just is, like, well. But I, I think over. what's, I think the argument in favor of that is everyone in the country isn't vaccinated. So they would bring in medical experts. They would bring in those folks. They would bring in people to say like, hey, between this period of time, X percentage of the population was vaccinated. And based on that, we made a decision based on the information we had at the time. And so there was a significant portion of the population that was vaccinated. Those people could go see it in theaters or choose to see it at home in safety. And I, I think the more that they hit that safety argument and the more they hit the, um, the pandemic argument, that's more points in their favor. Yeah, fair. So- where do yeah. you stand on this as someone who doesn't know the full story and could have an opinion because it's the internet? Um, like, do I think that she, do I think that she should make, do I, I don't think that Disney intentionally. Would you, would you have so sued if you were in her boots, would you have sued? If I had gone to them and said, Hey, I was supposed to get 50 million because it was not released in mm -hmm. theaters. I need at least 30. 
And if they said no, then I would have, you know, I'd have come back and be like, all right, we're, I guess we're suing for the full amount. It is Whatever amount that she was projected to make. Oh, never. I was going to say it's really interesting. That she, I mean, because obviously they say it's because they didn't like talk to her about it and stuff, where it's like she knew for a long time that was going to happen. Did they say that? What, I missed that part. Well, I mean, I don't know. I thought you said something like that. But the idea, at first, I was like, why didn't she sue till after the movie came out? Did Disney pay her off? And it's like, oh, she's suing because it didn't make the money she was hoping to make. So I answered my own question. Yeah, probably. Or maybe also she just wanted to make sure I'm out of the MCU. I could sue now. Right. I don't to promote a movie. But at first, I was like, maybe they, it was because of the release of her movie. But no, it's definitely because it underperformed. And like she said, she expected 50 mil more on the back end. Right. she's got a, she's got an island to buy she's got she's got a nick cage to follow after yeah i mean instead facial surgery to undergo wow, wow. <laughs> um i how do i feel about it um if that was what her contract said then that's what her contract said um and i don't think that it's right that disney should be able to use the pandemic as both a sword and a shield right like we we have released this because it's a boon to them, right? To be able to release something on Disney Plus as well because they get more people to sign up for it. They get more people paying $30 uh, to watch this if it's just like straight a single household them. that goes straight into their no pockets. No movie theater cuts. Um, and so it it would suck if the, if the corporation was able to do that. So I again go back to the idea that they need to come up off of some money I don't think it needs to be the full 50 million because they're not reaping the benefits of the full 50 million of, of the full amount that this would have gotten in normal times. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? I'm shrugging in case you can't see me, which is everyone else other than you two. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> at the bottom line, it's a bunch of millionaires fighting over millions of dollars that I'll never effing see. So I don't feel that strongly about it, but I do understand the, quote unquote alleged injustice of it so she needs to get paid for the work that she did florence Pugh better watch yep. out on her future contracts as a widow it's true That's she should it's true. keep an eye on that money keep follow money. the money as conspiracy theorists say follow Protect the money where the smoke there's fire there's no there's no horizon what i would like to bring up a new Flatters. story what's your new story was Nick? very sad and then turned out okay I was worried all day Wednesday for Bob Odenkirk or Tuesday, mm. like that hit in the evening. He collapsed on set. There wasn't any information for a while. On set of Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul in New Mexico was rushed to a hospital. <laughs> what else is he shooting? Nobody too is not shooting yet. So of course he should. He has already well, shot just, his one sketch, and I think you should leave. So I think it's funny, like as you're Saul. as you're talking about this, it's like Jammer's forcing you to write an article. Like as you're saying, it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> put more information facts in the breaking. About, game. Yeah, now just just make sure that the audience knows what you're talking about. I made the mistake earlier where I didn't let them let what Jonesy understand understand explain what yes what was Shooting what we're talking about. Better the final season of Better Call Saul in New Mexico collapsed on set, rushed to the hospital. For a whole day, people were freaking out online. Um, Bob, even, and then uh, David Cross, you know, who works closest with him, is like, I'll tell you something as soon as I know, because even he was being bugged, even if he's not an agent, manager, or family. And it turned out he did have, some were reporting heart attacks, some were just reporting heart incident, but he is expected to fully recover. Yeah, I feel like a heart incident is a heart attack. Yeah, I feel like it's a nice way of saying it, which... It's also really funny because someone tweeted this and I noticed it was very true. 
It's like, this is the closest conservatives and liberals have been on Twitter. Like everyone wants Bob Odenkirk to recover. Yeah, I know. It was like it, everyone came together for one day on the internet and was like, please, Bob Odenkirk. But he's fine because that would have broken me almost as bad as it. Well, at least I, we don't know if he's Chadwick. fine. We know yeah, I was going to say fine is a bit of a stretch. They're well, anticipating. They he is not. They're stable condition. He should be. Yeah. But we don't know like what a full recovery fully means just yet. Right. Like I just, we're limited on our information yeah, other than true. that it seems like he's going to get better. I just picture Kevin Smith, who's a little bit younger, but who had whatever the, one of the worst heart attacks that you could possibly have and was this 400 guy. pounds. And he was fine. He's in shape I'm, too. Now he is because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he have no, a saying, gastric he, bypass? He, oh, you're talking oh, about Bob he? Odenkirk. Yeah, I'm talking about Bob Odenkirk. Like, oh, Bob he, you, in shape. he was talking yeah, about Kevin Smith. Is. You said he's in shape. Oh. Well, Kevin Sorry, Smith is I, definitely skinny now, but, right. but Bob Odenkirk, but Bob yeah, Odenkirk. I mean, he has to train for like things like they're already talking nobody to. Yeah, so he's in shape. And the fact that, you know, there's no hope for people like like heart attacks can strike anyone, including Jonesy yeah. here. Maybe even even, even freaking, you or uh, me. It's not. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying like that like Jonesy. I'm saying Jonesy is in shape and healthy. That's my point is he can even he could strike him. Oh, I, thought you were saying like, I mean, you really only ever see me from the bottom half of my body. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty easy to tell that you're you're in shape. I got a ginormous beer gut, baby. Uh-huh. Sure. You do. He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> um, you, you and actually, Danny are like super in shape compared to us. Like, you no, can strike don't anyone. compare me. Don't compare me but to I'm, Danny. Danny is yeah, like, Danny Danny's is, the king. Yeah. He's like a freaking Roman statue. Yeah, he's the uh, <laughs> he is. he's the Sylvester Stallone of the group. Like, no, no, he's not that old. <laughs> he's... No, not <laughs> old, but like he's he's the one that works out. I'm thinking of specifically like Rocky Four. Rocky I've never seen Rocky. What? Hey, Rock, wait, you never seen any Rocky movie or Creed movie? Creed, you probably yeah. hate it. I'm going to drop this. I know. That's why, well, I don't right like now. sports movies. I know it's about other fam. Well, I assume it's family and other shit. No, it's not. It's not it's Fast about, and Furious. It's, it's not Fast and Furious. <laughs> Every family. movie's about family. <laughs> it's not about family. Well, I mean, I don't um, know. I assume dude, like, he had to, I don't know. Get him, Rock. I don't know. Let's move on. I mean, he has a family. You're like, I'm going to quote his non family member. Get him, Rock. <laughs> That's his well that's his that's wife, family. So I guess family. that doesn't support. Oh no, really? Uh, that's his wife. Theory. I always wondered who Adrian was because I knew the at the time I don't think they were context. Married. At the time, yeah, it was his girlfriend. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Rocky, everyone. Um, dude, we need to we need to get you some Rocky. We need to Rocky you up. I don't I don't it's not the same thing. No, here's the thing. I don't want to force Nick to watch Rocky only to have him say he doesn't like it because I really I enjoy like the Rocky it. movies. No, nope. not worth it. Here's the thing. I think I think Rocky 1 and 2, which I think are the best of the early ones, you'll probably not like. Um, Creed is probably I think, the one I would expect to like the most. I think you'd Creed probably... I think you'd yeah. be okay with uh, with Rocky Balboa, which I think is probably the second old. best yeah, Rocky movie. Second I think best. it's the second best. Connects really? to the first one. So you think it's one Balboa two. Yeah, one Balboa six. Six. So one, six, two. And then the rest don't matter. And you're not counting Creed and the don't No, matter. I'm not counting Creed. I'm not counting okay. Creed. All right. Interesting. Jeez, Interesting. So one, six, two, three, four, five. Three, four, five. Yeah, five is easily the worst. Um and if three, we're four, to five. include Creed in there, maybe one no probably creed <laughs> creed uh, what a weird two. tangent 
to come from how much Balboa, <laughs> Balboa. Wow. Um, then two, then I don't remember. You were talking. Wait, so you were saying Nick. one, so one Creed Balboa. No, 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 Creed, Creed one, Creed one, Creed then right. one. Okay. No, no, Creed, Creed then one. one, then Creed two. <laughs> so no, when does the first Rocky think, fall? No, no, I just said Creed. Creed and then Rocky yeah. one. Then Rocky. Right. You just said, where does the first Rocky fall? It falls in number two. Okay, so Creed, Rocky one, Rocky two. No, no, Rocky Creed Balboa. two. Creed two. Creed, okay. Rocky one. <laughs> really? We'll keep them okay. as separate franchises. Rocky one, Creed two, then Rocky six, then three, four, five, six. Or three, four, five. Three, four, five. I can get on board with that. Yeah. It took an hour, but we're there. <laughs> I concur. Um, I really all understood that, folks. I love Mr. T as a villain. Like, he was so good in three. He was fun. Hey, woman. I the fool. Hey, woman. Get yourself a real man. Anyway. Um, what was I going to ask you guys? So this is not on our schedule to talk about. I was curious. Did you guys have anything to say about the uh, Kevin Smith controversy? I know, Nick, you've probably been. Oh, yes, I do. Just because of I what he did to. I uh, to say. I read what he did to Masters of the Universe. Is All right, let's let's start with let's start with Nick. Is it a controversy? Uh, Just people hating on no, no, Explain, thing, right? explain, explain the explain what it is first. Explain as you would a child. I love Galaxy Quest. Anyway, so me too. This past weekend, uh, Kevin Smith, the executive producer and writer of mm-hmm. the Masters of the Universe Mark Netflix Bernard. reboot, dropped his shit. So it is a five episode joint. Um, much in the vein of other emphasis Netflix on the reboots. word joint. Yes, much in no, much in the vein of other Netflix cartoon reboots like Voltron and Shira. So, like, if you like your '80s shit, Netflix is trying to be the place to go to get new versions of your '80s shit. Um, and it has probably the largest Rotten Tomatoes split I can recall oh, yeah. seeing ever. I did see the split. Um, so the last time I checked, it was like 96, 94 for the critics, 26% for the viewers. Uh, it was getting absolutely lambasted. And so there have been lots of things that have been said. Do you want me to go into those things before you guys react or do you yes. want to react? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Kevin Smith has responded to a lot of the criticisms and he had some choice words to say for alleged fanboys of the property. And what he said was, as I look for it was, Hey man, they're getting rid of he man. Oh, he said, I see people go online. Hey man, they're getting rid of he man. Like you really effing think Mattel television who hired me and paid me money wants to do a effing masters of the universe show without he man grow the fuck up, man. Like that blew my mind bunch of people being like oh i smell it this is bait and switch so that was his response to the criticism there's a little bit more but it goes into spoilers about the show um and get I, into I spoilers really fuck it if he meant no one shit. Right. so one of the big controversies is that I read uh, prince adam dies at the end of the five episodes or appears He-Man. to die <laughs> and prince adam is the clark kent to superman and it's more like thor and john blake say, though right where he like only gets the, the power when he yells something it's or gets the same the fucking thing. It's the same goddamn thing. The I've, alter- I've never seen it. I it just is, watched the toys that made us. <laughs> but you've seen super. Okay. It is his alter ego, his weaker version. Uh, Adam's not dead. He's very wounded. He's stressed. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from the person who plays um, 
Prince Adam, so Chris Wood. He's not dead. He's very wounded. If you want to highlight the whole world on fire in terms of destroying a fandom, you take He-Man out and be like, that's it. He's gone by. Now what they've done is they've found really interesting ways to turn the dynamics of the show on its head and raise the stakes to a point that the original show never saw, which I think is fascinating, right? They are so distressed about the reaction to this show that you have somebody spoiling shit that has not even like I haven't even seen an announcement for part two or the next yeah. part of this series, but you have someone saying like, "Hey, that big cliffhanger, that's not well, what you course, think it is." Though. That's how bad people are reacting to well, this. Skeleton Horror wins at the end of the first half too, and that's what you'd expect. And I would expect in a two-half series. In the end, He-Man comes back, defeats Skeletor for the last time since this is supposed to be a completion of the original series, and then don't they have like a live-action show or something going on too? some point did you watch her or any of it nick no did you jammer i've never nope. seen so, the original so i never i obeyed uh anime rules and i watched the first three episodes and i did not like it so okay. i dropped out after I three you episodes. Were with that and snake eyes was it was it bad or did you just not like it uh both okay. no i'm sorry it's not bad it's not good okay. though at least to me um and i could i can sum it up in a couple of ways um and i guess it'll it, I'll start with my thoughts on what Kevin Smith is saying. Part of the problem with what he's saying is he's reacting to uh, what a loud group of folks are saying about it being basically social justice warrior bait and switch because the show is about Tila rather than He-Man. And to that point, I get it. This show, while not called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, was marketed as a He-Man show. If you look at the images and the... yeah. If you look at the stills and the images and the trailers and all of that stuff, He-Man and Skeletor are at the forefront of it. And what happens in the very first episode is within the first 10 minutes, they're done away with. And then you're kind they pulled, of... They pulled a Metal Gear Solid 2. That was going to be the article that I was going to write. And <laughs> the headline of the article was going to be, Kevin Smith is angry because he's not Hideo Kojima. Because uh, I remember that moment and how angry I was because I wanted to be Snake. Um, and so I watched this with my wife and she fell asleep on it. And she has watched all of these reboots with me. Like she's into it. She watches Shiva, she watches Voltron, she watched all that stuff. Within the first three episodes, she was asleep. And part of it for me is again, the marketing showed more He Man than what we got. But also to focus on Tila, she's not a particularly good character. She was angry every episode that I saw without justification. And I think the thing that really set me against her that by the end of where I stopped didn't get rectified was at the end of that first episode, everybody goes back to Prince Adam's parents and they're like, hey, He-Man's gone. We don't, we think he's dead. And so the king is upset and he's like, oh, you know, it's sad. We've lost our champion. Prince Adam's mother knew who he was. And she was like, no, dipshit, our son is dead. And so everybody in the court is reacting to Prince Adam being dead. Tila immediately says like, wait a minute, all of you knew that he was He-Man and no one told me. And she flips out on everybody is angry at them for lying to her about him being He-Man and no one telling her. And I'm just like, you're fair. I think that's fair. fair, but you're kind of a piece of shit. Like his body's not even cold. And you're upset that no one told you his secret idea. Like his parents are literally mourning in front of you. And that's your gripe. 
it plays very poorly. I, I get it. But if that happened in real life, I would also think that, that person was just a selfish piece of shit. I can see yeah. why there's the divide, though. Um, I actually, also, I definitely... wait, I'm sorry. Last thing I was going to say. The last thing is, I also don't like Sarah Michelle Geller's tone. Oh, yeah. Within the show. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it's almost like we talk about a lot where people F9. seem to be in very different uh, yeah, <laughs> shows or movies. Like, the way she's talking, she seems like she's over here. Everybody else is in the same show, and she is slightly different. And there is something about the tone and her cadence and the way that she's speaking that does not jive well with everyone else's. Is it? Fair. So from those things, I'm just like, I, I can't get into this. And I totally get that it's, it is a, it's a normal reaction. But again, after watching someone lose their son, it's hard for me to accept that and not think that you're a shitty person. Okay. So I was going to say, it's interesting, the, the score thing um, and just the way, the, for the reasoning behind it reminds me of The Last Jedi, where, uh, you know, critics loved it and fans were like, this isn't the Luke Skywalker I've been picturing for the last 20 years. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like this is Kevin Smith, maybe wrongly, trying to bet, like completely destroy your expectations in the first five. Like, you didn't expect that to happen. And your complaints yeah. are all valid. Um, and no. then... Uh, that's the part that I think he's missing. Um, I was saying I, your complaints are valid about the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying his. I'm saying you, I haven't seen it. You have all these things you don't like about it, and that's fair. No, no, no. Watched it. I, I'm saying I think that he's not acknowledging that there are fair complaints of it. Every defense I've seen that. of him, well, not just him. So every defense I've seen of him and his criticisms of the criticisms of the show all center on a toxic fanboy element not liking this and ignore that there are problematic elements to this show. It is not by any stretch of the imagination a 90 anything percent. It looks good. Um, The production values are amazing. There are some standout performances like uh, Lena Headey, perfect casting as Evil N. Mark Hamill, really good Mm -hmm. at Skeletor. But the problem is you barely see Skeletor and oh no! I will, yeah, like it's frustrating to me the era that we live in because I think that there, like you said, Nick, I think that there are legit complaints about this, but they get ignored and are they're getting swallowed up and kind of like the well, if you don't like it, you're just a toxic piece of shit fanboy. Mm. To be well, fair, there are a lot of those people. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the man. They're being. That's the thing is that's why it's like. Almost, I'm almost with Smith on this. I'm almost just like lifting up my middle fingers. Fuck you, He-Man fans. Like, I just hate the way they're handling this so poorly. Hold on, so, let me finish. Let me finish. Ah! They're, hand, they're handling it so poorly to me. And just like, uh, I just, I can understand maybe what where Kevin Smith's point of view, it's not about subverting expectations. It's about telling a story that surprises. And I think there's that disconnect between delivering on expectations and still surprising. And I think we've gotten to the point where because of brands and IPs, you can no longer surprise anyone because everyone goes in with a set of expectations and it just kind of limits and it limits the amount of creativity that we can have in a lot of these big properties, which is disappointing to me. And I could see them like him. Stop talking. I like I'm it when your like, points for you with evidence. I know you are, but I'm trying to, you're distracting me and I lost my thread. Now it's gone. Thanks Dick. 
maybe if you had a better memory, this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, well, so, I do not have better memory, so there's a problem there. And so hold on. I'm, oh, let me get there. Let me get there. Go, um, go, 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 go. Okay. I believe in you. It doesn't it doesn't allow us to like have actual unique things. And I just I hate how these fan these these toxic fanboys are blowing things out of proportion. Not to say that you can't have complaints. Obviously you can, but I do wish that we I could understand them wanting to sort of advertise it in some way and then just sort of surprise you in another way and hoping that it'd be a fun surprise for everyone. And then also they're gonna be building up towards the rise of He-Man once again. And then they're basically Dark Knight Rising. And can you imagine fanboys being like, oh, they broke Batman's back and threw him down a pit. Fucking no. And then- Problem is that's not a good movie. That's a movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. But those weren't the complaints. You know what I mean? I never heard that as a complaint. (laughs) I do not like Dark Knight Rises. I hate it. Absolutely. So I'll say this. And I think part of the problem is it's not just the marketing. Kevin Smith- as Kevin Smith does, was very active in social media talking about this. And so one of the things that people have done is pulled out some of the things that he's been saying since this was announced. Um, There was a headline that I can't find anymore um, that basically was hinting that the show was very much about Tila. And he tweeted and he said, with all due respect to Screen Rant, I've read every uh, script for our show, plus wrote a few and viewed four amazing animatics. While Tila is as present as she has always been in the Masters of the Universe adventures, and she plays a big role, our series is literally about He-Man. Now, I do think that there is a way to interpret that to mean like, well, yeah, he's in the background and he's talked about and a lot of motivations that people have are about um, He-Man. That is not an entirely true statement based on what happens it's in the series. It's not, here's the thing. What I see that all like, like, oh, he lied. I'm not yeah, saying he lied. So Don't say anything. No, no, Don't no. I think he did. I think he did. Like, what do you expect? Was like, oh, you caught me, guys. You're absolutely right. And here's what happens. Saying what nothing is an option. Say? Shutting like, the fuck please, up is an option. But the thing is, you can also yeah, lie. Like, Kevin Smith. It's not a big deal if you can, if you if basically say, hey, Kevin Smith, you know, obviously he, he, pro- he basically actively reacted to this without being put on the spot. But I'm saying is like, I, if someone says, writes an article saying, this is, the plot of your story and you can obviously you cannot react but i mean like there's nothing wrong with lying i'm sorry i'm of the opinion you can lie i don't give a shit it's entertainment this isn't like uh this isn't like fucking uh sean spicer you know as a press freaking person just lying about something that's important this is literally just about a fucking tv show the toys like just toys play yeah this is literally just like People get upset that he lied. Who fucking cares? He lied because he wanted to surprise people and he wanted like to have a story that really engaged people. Like it wasn't like because fuck you fans. It was because he probably got really excited but didn't want that to be spoiled. I agree and I disagree. Like I think you have to be careful with it, right? I, I don't think so. I think I think we've want. seen. So I think there's a difference, right? We've seen Marvel lie, like straight up lie. And in their trailers, the times that they've done in their trailers and in interviews. Like I remember you and like my, JJ. our first interaction was when I was talking about, like before I even joined the website, it was about um, infinity war and end game and whether or not time travel was going to be a big deal. And what the Russo brothers said was that the um, device that Robert Downey, that Iron Man was using at the beginning of infinity war the the little the memory device was going to play a big role and i was like see this is what they said and you were just like yeah that doesn't mean anything and that was 
literally one of the first instances that I can recall of Marvel just outright lying about something that happened. But I also think that when you do do that, you need to fucking deliver. To the thing fair. that you do. But here's the thing: you need to fucking deliver. That's that is that's a subjective thing. It is, but it it's like you have to deliver. But it's not middling bullshit. It is just they made a decision you didn't like. No, no, no. Basically, what everyone's saying, middling bullshit about like replacing with this character and kind of going forward with her. That sounds like anything but middling. She's not a you, good saying you character. don't like her is a subjective thing. All That's of this the is subjective. <laughs> I agree. I know that. You. I but you're saying you have to deliver saying, is such a subjective even, comment. The fact that we're even having a conversation about it means that what he's saying is pro- that what they did with this character, what they chose to do, is problematic. Not just for me. I agree with you that my opinion is subjective. And I'm not saying that because a lot of people also agree that it means that it's right. What it does mean is that there are a sufficient amount or a loud enough number of them that have caused an issue. I mean, there's a lot of people who caused issues about many different things that weren't issues. That doesn't make it right. I don't think that that means that it's not an issue, though. I think it, it I agree. What? I don't think it you means said that you said you said things that aren't issues. I said, my I point is just because a lot of issue. people are just a lot of because just because a lot of people are up in arms doesn't mean that it actually is an issue. OK, I'm telling you from my perspective, she's a bad character. I'm sure she's I'm sure I wouldn't like her. But my point is, is that that's a, saying that you can't say that and then not deliver. But the whole idea of delivering is that's my subjective. subjective that's my subjective opinion. Like if you're going to yeah. do that, deliver like the specific example that I gave about Avengers what they chose to do is like, you know what? Y'all lied, but you fucking pulled it off. So I have nothing to say. That's my subjective opinion. I, and I would agree okay. with you. Like that, sh- that should not necessarily be everybody's um, measuring stick, but it is mine. And I don't mm. think that he did. He didn't do what he set out to do. I'm interested. I'm interested. You should watch it. it. I'm curious what you think. I mean, do I need, I'm do surprised I need that to... you didn't watch it. Cause only five I didn't episodes. have time. But do we need uh do we need to have any knowledge of the original show? Because I don't know fuck all about no. the original yeah, show. So this is a Except sequel to <laughs> Yeah, this is a sequel to the original show and it, it is literally supposed to take place like, you know, like however many days, hours, minutes after the last episode of the show. And they because they Not pivot so hard away from him, uh-huh. um, him being He Man, then no, you don't really need to know. Did the original show lit end on a cliffhanger or something? Mm-mm. Okay. Not that I recall. Okay. But also it starts have, like, out a, exactly like a normal episode. Because the other thing Kevin Smith has said is, is like, if you want to see like Skeletor get like stabbed through the chest, this is the show for you. Because like that's you can't do that stuff back in the old He Man. Just like how mm-hmm. the Batman series had to be tame in the nineties. So it's uh, kind of a way to bring it to adults and be like, you can actually see He Man stab somebody. You know, what's really funny is I do remember a specific quote from one of Kevin Smith's podcasts when he was talking about this show and he was talking about, if you're really worried about this, not having sort of the spirit of the original show, don't worry about it. This is not like He-Man from the, through the prism of the guy who did Clerks. This is basically a continuation. I'm like, it's interesting because it sounds like it was through the prism of whatever he wanted yeah. to do. Which up so with good writers, I'm not, though. which I mean, I'm, Mark I, I, I I agree trust more than him. I think there's a difference between. Well, you seem like you're, you're just not, you just didn't like the show. That just yeah, seems like not, you just didn't like the show. It doesn't yeah. sound like you have any. Does, you don't seem like you care about what everyone else is bitching about. No, I don't. Um, so like, I, that's but I fine, do but think you, it's interesting that he really seems to have just like the quote that you said. It's like, no, it's not what you think it is. It's like, mm, but it is. It really is. 
but and maybe I think that makes you know, it worse. Either, a one of two things: a like he lied, and I like like I said, I don't care. Or b he really convinced himself that like no, this is this is what it would be like to him. <laughs> like if it actually continued, this is something that would happen. Like which is well, it does continue. understandable. Then like you know, if you're split you're, it in two halves. I don't know. I don't know but how like many. You, I don't know how many. Was volume one, and then there's volume two. But I thought they did them all at once. Like the next one's coming out early next year or later this year or some shit. I don't. My know point that is, sure, that's what it it's like. easy. It's easy to lose sight of things when you're in the midst of it. So maybe he genuinely thought this is what it would be like. I I do think that that's interesting. And again, just focusing on his words, assuming that he believes that what he's saying, he was very specific when talking about the Screen Rant article. And so he's like, no, these first five episodes, he was very clear. Like these are, these are about He-Man. They're literally about He-Man is what he said. Now, if he's lying, then that's fine. But I, it just feels like he stepped in it. Okay. It's fair. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think you should watch it. I, I want you to watch it. I want you to tell me what you think of it as the animation guy. Like this is literally. Oh, is that what I am here? Am I the animation guy? So you're you're the box office breakdowns. You're the you're the box office guy, the industry guy, and you're also the um, the other guy. You're the. I'm back. Hold on. I wanted I wanted to hear the the several things that I am in the podcast. The first thing I heard is you're the blue guy. But then as you're saying that, Nick kept talking over you, so I didn't hear it anyway. <laughs> I said you're the box out like the industry guy, and you're also the animation guy. Those are your roles. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. I don't like the DC animation stuff, though. I feel bad about that. But I really don't because I just don't like it. It's just not my cup of tea. Well, I think it's just I, ever since I was a little kid, I never liked the DC shows. Like, it's just the way they were done, I didn't like. Even, like, I like Batman the Animated Series, but, like, other than that. This is better. Were you into anime when you were a kid? Yeah. That explains it. Yeah. It's hard going back and forth between Dragon Ball Z and Batman the Animated Series. So different. You're like, I, God damn, I love Batman the Animated Series, but this shit is stilted as hell. One of the things that really bothered me growing up that I just hated more than anything is without a doubt, there would be the scene where it's like they would cut to a guy throwing like a a spear at a character and there'd be this music and they would cut to a commercial. They'd come back, they'd cut back to the person throwing the spear and then the person on the other side would just dodge it like it's nothing. And then you move on. And I'm like, this is bullshit. There was like, that's like manufactured suspense is awful. Don't you think Um, the movies don't do that though? Because they're one movie with no, no commercial breaks no i know that i'm just saying i'm i'm <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm negatively predisposed to them already because of the, the way they're paced as well i watch you don't even have to you. you should watch this for me but you don't even have to go back to um you know the movies to talk about that dragon ball z did that all the time they'd be like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna build this spirit bomb for like three episodes but three that's episodes different I'm building is it that's different it is, is different it? Is it's it? a different type of thing. It's like basically manufacturing suspense for a specific commercial because, you know, oh, we need to have act break here. So let's just have him throw a spear and then have him dodge it at the other end of the act break. I feel like it is It is the same thing. To be fair, and here's thing the thing. For, it's I'm, the same thing for I'm different gonna, reasons. I'm, I'm not, not going to defend Dragon DBZ. Ball Z. Yeah, you are. Because that it. was dragged out for filler because they were catching up to the manga. And so okay. they had to do filler. So I'm not going to defend that. But I'm just saying it was, it's still, this still thing did bother me about american animation growing up and then um also the pacing in in the dc movies just feels weird to me i don't know what it is something about it it's just it feels really off ted lasso so uh ted lasso the breakaway wait wait wait, wait. uh i want to hear complaints about snake eyes first and i'll probably it's a shit because it's a terrible nothing to say about ted lasso 
That's all. I thought you were going to give us like. I'm laughing. I'm laughing at. I'm laughing at you jumping off. Um, it was a terrible movie. It not terrible. It's not good. I. It's one of the few times that I've been fooled by a trailer where I was like, oh man, this trailer looks so good. I'm going to go see this movie and it's going to be, and it just wasn't. Um, and the weird thing was it, it all seemed to be that it, I was surprised because it made me want to read the comic book, which doesn't ha- happen very often. That's what it we call changed. the F9 effect. Yeah. Basically, you go where back, I, you're yeah. like, I'm going to go back to the source. You go back to the yeah. source. Um, they basically made Snake Eyes a bad guy. And my understanding of Snake Eyes as a character is that he and Storm Shadow had the same master and that it was set up to look like Storm Shadow um, betrayed the master. And as the master was about to be assassinated, Snake Eyes is shot in the throat to prevent him from saving the master's life. And so he and Storm Shadow always had a rivalry based on that. The movie goes in a completely different direction. And it's just... They they set it up where Snake Eyes ends up saving Storm Shadow in the beginning, but it's only because he's a plant from this Yakuza boss who wants to take over the clan that Storm Shadow is a part of. And it's like crazy, ridiculously, weirdly complicated and stupid up front. And then you just don't like Snake Eyes because it's apparent that Storm Shadow just wants a brother and someone to fight alongside him. Like Storm Shadow is unequivocally the good guy. And... That's Snake interesting. Eyes. It is. That kind of from makes me want to watch it. From a character perspective, it's very interesting. And I definitely walked away from the movie rooting for Storm Shadow and disliking Snake Eyes. But that's not how the movie plays it. They really want you to believe that Snake Eyes, it seems like, is still somehow the hero that he always was. Um, in addition to the person that they got to play Scarlet, terrible. Like, Again, talking about people being in different movies, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow are in one movie. Um, The Baroness and Scarlet are in very different movies. And it seems like Baroness is back in the old G.I. Joe movies with Channing Tatum and Marlon Wayans, which she perfectly fit where she is out out of place here. And I can't tell you, the reaction I had to Scarlet was, you know how you watch movies sometimes and you're like, I mean, I guess maybe I could have been an actor. And then you see an actor <laughs> struggle so much. You're like, maybe I couldn't act. Maybe this shit is hard. That was Scarlet. Like she was so bad. I was like, maybe acting is hard. Um, and it's just, it's not, it's not good. So action scenes are terrible, like straight booty. So I like that everything Great you said booty. you didn't like this week's jammers like maybe I should check it out. expectations. No, it's just interesting. Like I'm curious. Maybe maybe this is proof that you're just turning into a bad guy because you, you're siding with the bad guy. I maybe that's it. No, uh, is that what, I think is that, that what the army the military does to you? Storm Shadow Storm Shadow was an <laughs> honorable character, and what they did to him at the end was really hard to watch. And had he, if Storm Shadow was Snake Eyes, like if this was his movie, I would totally understand why Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow were were against each other and why you would view one as the hero character versus the other. I would love if a director or somebody or a writer came out and said, no, this is a story where you're supposed to view Snake Eyes as the bad guy and our story is a redemption story of him. Um, it doesn't feel that way, but 
it definitely needs it because he's not a good character. He's not, he's not a good person. Got it. I really, it's funny because I had no desire to see Masters of the Universe. I had no desire to see Snake Eyes. And now I'm just kind of like, I'm the best critic ever because I say I hate him. You know what it is? You know what it is? I'm the critic on Rotten Tomatoes and you're like the audience score. You're like, you know what? Because he hates it. I think I'm going to watch it. Am I though? Am I though? Seems like it. Mm. You shouldn't be. You're the film school guy. I could be interested in it where I'm like, this looks interesting. I do it like, nah, but it was just boring. So yeah, maybe I am the audience. (laughs) So here's what I would say. I don't care how it's done. I don't think that you should watch Snake Eyes. I, I don't think it's worth your time. Okay. I do think Masters of the Universe you should watch um, just so you can understand this conversation, just so you can have an opinion about it. I don't, I don't think there's anything worth Snake Eyes having a conversation about, which is why we pivoted away from it this episode. All right. Cool. I am going to hop off to take a poo. Um, you guys discuss lovely Ted Lasso. All right. We'll see you later. Bye, Nick. Bye. See you next week. All right. So... Today, we're here to talk about the incomparable Ted Lasso, the breakaway hit from last year that in the time where we all needed him, Ted Lasso was there for us. He was there to bring lots of positivity. Um, It's a story about a man who knows nothing about soccer, who's brought in to coach a soccer team in the UK, or as you know, it's all called football, basically everywhere else in the world. And it, it is a a mix of feel good along with slight out of fish type shenanigans. The Ted Lasso welcome wagon has arrived. Ted! favored this weekend you think this will end your embarrassing streak of draws lloyd i've never been embarrassed about having streaks in my draws you know it's all part of growing up i got a question for you has a team a like us ever won the whole chimichanga no for 40 years oh no you don't come through here that's fine yeah, yeah. i got you it's like so, dukes of so, hazards so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, y'all probably no, call it the no. earls of risk over here but yeah it pre- basically it's a type of show that makes me want to be a better person and I think that's a lot, a lot of people's reaction to it is like, oh, it's just so wholesome. It's so just so makes you feel oh, so okay. good inside. I thought you were going to say, I don't, I don't want to be better. I do. Okay. I know you don't. It's because you're a terrible, as we've learned from your snake eyes review that we, you just, you, you've lost sight of what's good and what's bad. Apparently bad I haven't seen I'm snake eyes. Uh, anyway, I'm Billy so, Eilish. I'm a bad guy. Oh God. So we have now, uh, the second season now i feel like this show really caught fire over the past several months and it's it's really like it's it's like their flagship show over at apple tv plus now like they're really leaning into it really hard like, which just, i love they were like you're gonna love morning show like no no <laughs> everyone's gonna love thing. ted lasso to be fair morning show is fucking awesome it is it's, it's just not the thing they grab i i do not get the impression that people gravitated towards that they have lots of quote-unquote prestige television like morning show or um for all mankind and i don't think mythic quest is in there but see? definitely those two shows see have you watched that yet i haven't i'm scared of being bored i watched the first episode and i was kind of bored oh no okay so i'll probably not watch it then <laughs> i'm gonna watch the second though I'm, I'm just curious enough to keep watching it uh, did you start watching home before dark yet no i should have watched that instead of see you can watch it with your kids that's a that's a good incentive 
Although the thing is, yeah. because I don't have a television and I'm only watching things on the computer, I just don't want them on top of me while I'm watching stuff because that's how they- To be fair, I'm not wa- sure. The, I'm curious if they'll like it because I feel like the show middles, like walks a delicate balance where it's like, it's appropriate for kids, but is it going to appeal to them? I'm not really sure. So, is so this, want, are you afraid of the I want to use your kids style? as test dummies. No. Okay. No. All right. it, it's, it's played like a, like a genuine mystery written for- leaning towards adults but it's not like there's anything bad or anything that could be objectionable i don't think um i'm interested like i i maybe kids won't like it but it's at least it's not inappropriate for them i don't think mostly it's like pg-13 got it uh anyway so ted lasso the the season two premiere happened last week there was a big hoopla about it in terms of everyone being excited about it the big question is, did it deliver? Did it deliver on the goods? Uh, are we as excited to continue this journey, the second season that they're having at a uh, relegated level as we were last year? Uh, well, let's go ahead and visit you know, Rotten Tomatoes as we normally do. We like to take a look and see what people are saying around the web before we dig into our own opinions about it. And uh, on the whole, People seem to genuinely be enjoying it. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to find the actual specific. So as you're looking at that before the show came out, what I saw generally was that people are saying that this season is going to be as good, at least as the uh, previous season, which was shocking. Um, I can't believe it, but yeah. Yeah. So right now, and I can't, I wish it was divided by season. I can't find a separated one right now. I see. Oh, here we go. Season two, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, which supersedes 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is based on 68 uh, 68 reviews and then user rating, but it only has 59 of them. So keep that in mind. There's 80%. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say right up front, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't on the level of last season. And the main reason I, I maybe have a problem with that is I got the impression last season was kind of written in a vacuum away from any sort of expectations. But this season feels like it was written more understanding. Oh, this is what people like. Let's lean into those things and make them a bigger deal. And I made me almost like them less like, like, what? Uh, like Danny Rojas football is life Like people, uh... him coming back and doing that. Or I feel like Ted Lasso's quirkiness was amped up just a little bit, just a bit more than I wanted him to be compared to last season in terms of just some of the stuff that he was doing, um, some of his humor. And uh, yeah, like, I I don't think it was bad. I think it was good. I really liked it, but it just wasn't on the level of last year. And I just worry that them, they might be leaning more into the, the, the quote unquote catchphrases almost of all the characters and all sort of the best hits of last season and just sort of updating them for this season. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's kind of maybe the feel I got from this first episode. So I'd still give it a positive rating, um, but I I'm, I can't say I'm as ecstatic as a lot of critics 99. seem to be. Yeah, like I think I'm more with the audience on this one, you know, supporting what Jonesy said earlier today, where it's like more about 80%. Like I'd give it a solid B, the first episode. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I think, so it, it's not necessarily my perception of it being written in a vacuum. I think my expectations were, I didn't have any coming into the first season. And so watching- Even that after I hyped episode, it up for you? Yeah, and even, even that, because you know sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong hard. I don't know what you're it's talking about. It's not very often. I'm what? I'm what? You're wrong hard. I'm what? Wrong hard? 
what is what does wrong mean what does wrong mean yeah i don't get it wrong hard like like you're wrong but like fuck you like but what man, does wrong mean i don't understand i don't understand what that word me? means Jesus i don't understand Christ. what that word I even, means i can't even Sorry. i can't even bother with you've been wrong like five times this episode alone uh-huh can't do this right now can't do this um so there were th- I, I didn't have any expectations and not knowing who he was as a person or how he was seeing a lot of his interactions were funnier to me. Um, mm. Like the first time that he met Rebecca and she's like, Hey, do you want some um, um, tea? And he hated it. Or when he spits mm. out the bubbly water, like these are things that, that we don't know about him and his reactions. And like, he's very much American. Like these things that Brits love, he hates. Um, so from that perspective, I, I, I don't know that I agree with you, um, okay. but I, I just mean that it seems like the story, he's no longer a fish out of water um, mm-hmm. and the things that he's doing, maybe it's just his comfort in where he is in his space, because a lot of that last season was people getting accustomed to who he was as a person. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's, maybe that's part of what you're seeing. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe I, he's more comfortable in sort of being himself, so he's almost like amped up a little bit. And he's yeah. always maybe he's always playing to an audience, and maybe they've adapted to him, so he's able to be play to it a bit more. So maybe it's just a character growth thing, and not yeah. an audience thing. That's possible. I did like seeing a couple of different developments, like the the Danny Rojas thing, less interesting to me than um, Nathan, how he seemed to be behaving, um, which was basically an asshole. Right. Like there were people who needed or wanting things. And Nathan was just like, well, you know, you should be able. And I'm curious where that's coming from. Um, And also from what? Well, I mean, he he was to him being going to his head. No, I don't think it's that at all. Um, So for those who don't know, he's kind of like you mentioned being an asshole where this guy, he's like, hey, can I leave early? He's like, you're supposed to leave after the rest of the team leaves. He's like, oh, well, I'm meeting with my mom. And he was basically going to basically tell him no. But then Ted was like, no, of course you can go. But I I think it's less about it going to his head and more about this job should be your life like it was for me. And you shouldn't. Yeah, that's what I got. Like you should. There was was more to it than that. Remember, we were having a conversation about Danny. And Danny was like, had the yips and he was freaking out. And he was like, well, maybe we should just fucking show him how much he makes. Mm. You remember that? And yeah, I remember that, but I'm just trying to think here. Like to me, that just goes along with this idea that people should be, this should be their life. No, I think it went to the, I, I Ted looked at him like, what is wrong with you? Um, yeah. And he even, at least on one of those, he called him out. And cause I think they were, it was before they decided they were going to get Danny a psychologist. And they were trying to figure out what they should do. And he's like, well, maybe let's just show him how much he makes. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the moment, uh, but it was like, I just, I'm trying to like connect it with my own it, narrative. It came out to me, coupled with the way he was treating that dude, it came out nasty. Um, yeah. And it, and I get what you're saying about maybe the perspective of um, this should be who you are, but it came out mean. And yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. So I get that's your point. It definitely does. It. it definitely does come out mean. But I, I just generally think he's just like, oh, well, you want to be a part of the fucking team? This has to be your life. This is the way, like, that's what it was for me. It was my life. Like, this was my life for years. And yeah, like that, it should be your life. This is, this, you should be celebrating that you're touching the, the freaking dirty clothes of these gods right. and that you're able to do that. Like, that's the way I saw it. Then again, what you mentioned with regards to the paycheck, I agree is more maybe in line with what you're talking about. So maybe I was misreading that, but that's how I saw that moment. 
Yeah. Um, and then the only other, the big thing that I like, uh, so there were two more things I like. I liked Ted's discomfort with Dr. Fieldstone. Um, she's because, also, she kind of has a stick up her ass. She's kind of a does dick. She? Yes. So I don't, so here's the thing. I don't know that I think that she's a dick so much as she is uber professional. Because what did she do that makes her a dick versus someone that just does not subscribe to their office environment? She needs, I mean, you're going into somebody's office environment. You could at least not be like a dick about it. You could just- So that's they what I'm saying. What did she do to, they what did she do being, to be a dick? I, I've watched the episode once. I don't remember specifically, but I just remember she was just very awkward about it. She was very much like, yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to encourage this. Like, I'm just not going to play into this. It's like, there's nothing wrong with sort of a, adapting to your environment. As, as a psychologist, I feel like who can be empathetic or empathic, you should be able to do that and sort of understand and read the room. But that's not what she's psychologist. there for. Yeah, I know that. But I'm just saying, I feel like that's a professional courtesy to be able to read the room and adapt. I, I agree with you, but I don't know that I think that it's necessary. And I think part of yeah. what, and I don't know that because this is a comedy, I have no idea whether or not this is going to go there. There, what I saw was a lot was a question of culture fit. She does not come from their background. She doesn't fit their culture. She does not um, subscribe to the manner in which they behave. And one of the things I think is kind of interesting about it is, right, they've called her because whatever is going on there, they can't snap Danny out of it. Mm-hmm. And so her even subscribing to how they are would run afoul of her goal. I'm not saying she has to participate. She just could be less awkward about it. I don't think she's awkward. She's just not, she just doesn't think, maybe she doesn't think it's funny. I don't care if she doesn't think it's funny. She doesn't have to laugh. She could just not be super awkward about it. I don't, I just don't think. I have to watch the episode again in order to remember. Yeah. In order to remember how she reacted. Here's the other way. It wasn't just like, it was just more of like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, it felt like, it felt like a really sort of knee jerk, Fuck you! I'm not gonna do that type of reaction. She didn't do that though. I know that, but it felt like it. It felt like she slapped me, Jonesy. Okay, I felt assaulted. Um, I I feel her perspective as a professional black woman walking into that situation and not necessarily being one of the boys because she's not, mm. and needing to be a certain way to be able to survive and do what she does. That was my perspective. Okay. That's maybe fair. unnecessarily real and serious. But that was my perception. Okay. And I don't have that perspective. So that makes sense why I just completely went over my head. Man, you're, you're a Latino <laughs> dude. You should, I feel like you should be like, yeah, I can, I can understand. I know. Uh, Latino is marginalized, but it's not, it's not black. It's a different kind of marginalized. <sighs> sure, I guess. Um, the, other, the other thing I liked was Roy Kent's um, group. So that was fun. I like what I like because I think it was very obvious where it was going. I mean, let's admit it. Freaking Fast 7 or Fast 8 did it before this one where you're basically being really intense and yelling and then you smash cut to the little kids that you're talking to. But mm-hmm. I really like his team and how they were just as fucking metal as him. And the girl who's just like, yeah, you were tough. She's like, yeah, all right. I was tough. And they were just super intense back. And I was just like, I like these kids. That's awesome. That yeah. it wasn't just, they weren't just staring back and being like, oh, but it was like, yeah, like we are a bunch of fucking sissies or whatever he said. Yeah. Um, wait, wait a sacrifice. He called them pussies. <laughs> pussies yeah he's like yeah we are we are a bunch of fucking pussies you're right coach we are and they're like 10 and so yeah, and then it's the just... teacher walks by she's like you can't call them pussies even when they're being pussies <laughs> yeah 
I don't know. He kind of did. He did it already, and they seem to not care. So, you know. I lost you. I can't hear you. Can you see me waving? I'm going to text you. I lost Oh, good on them. You. I just lost you. Wait, you're back. What? No, I'm here. I'm here. I heard everything you said, by the okay. way. Making fun of me. I was kidding. Did I make fun of uh, you? No, but I... No, you did. You did not. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I just thought his side story was good. And I'm interested to see what he ends up doing. I think it's either clear he's either going to coach or be an announcer. One of those two. But either way, I'm really excited to see how he gets played into the main story. And uh, I continue to also like him and Keely together. I think they're great. And what's she going to do for the rest of the series? I'm excited for that, too. I know she's doing more social media type things for them as well. Um yeah, I think the main thing I'm excited for is them because they did kind of overcome the main hurdles of the last season, the conflict innerwards. Like, it's interesting to see them play, start to lay the foundation for the conflict to come. Like, Nate, as you mentioned, it's like, you're being kind of a dick. What's that about? Or, um, you know, the, the fact that Ted Lasso is having, like, kind of an, inf- I don't want to say inferiority complex, but, like, he's being a little insecure about the therapist who's coming in and who's able to, essentially do what he feels like he was hired to do, which was is uh, turn the team around and, and, be, yeah. and be their sort of sounding board. So there's that. And then there's a couple other little things. So I just think they're doing a good job of bringing in conflict in a way that feels mostly natural. Yeah. Um, what I find fascinating about that last thing or the next to last thing you said was the doctor is able to relate to all of these players in a way that he can't. Um, yeah. Which I've, find very interesting and how she's able to turn it on and turn it off so like one player walks in and i think she was speaking french yeah Um, she speaks different languages she speaks their language yeah yeah. which actually is i think interesting because i in spite of what i said about her it seems like it's very clear that she's able to connect with them in a way that ted lasso isn't so ted lasso is able to you're just gonna repeat the things i say just gonna no no he's able to he's able to (laughs) endear Yes. To them, but basically his American charm and everyone kind of falls into place and grows to adapt to him, whereas she adapts to them. So it's like just that. Dip. I know you've said it, but I'm making I'm, I'm parsing it out. I more. didn't say anything. I, you I'm gave me a look. I'm nodding in agreement. And then she's nodding able she agreement. adapts to them, whereas he had everyone adapt to him. So it's just a different way of connecting. Yeah. And I, I think that that's kind of interesting. I'm, I think that might be the, at the heart of the difference in the way that you and I see her, she just chooses not to that, like that, that specific thing that you said, like adapting to him and his Americanness, she just chooses not to. She's like, nah, I'm not, not doing that. Yeah. But for these people where this is my job to interact with these people, like, yeah, I can, I can do that. So be interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, what else would you think? What did you think overall of the show? I'm enjoying it. Um, I think that some of the stuff seems slightly more manufactured than others. Like the Sky News thing um, with Roy Kent deciding whether Nate's going to go to Sky News, like whatever. Um, Rebecca trying to figure out whether or not she's going to be with this guy. I liked the way that Roy explained it, like mansplained it. It was like, no, you should fucking feel with somebody that makes you feel fireworks. I liked that, but I also think that that is a non-conflict. Um, mm. I but- disagree. She, she basically has been, a, she was in a, basically an abusive relationship for years. Emotionally, yeah. And she only just got over it. So it's like, how do you adapt to that? I think that's a very real and relatable conflict. It's a very human one. Okay. Maybe another way of saying it is I'm not particularly interested. Fair enough. <laughs> um, here's why. I think, I, I think this is what it was. The guy that they were having the discussion about, and maybe this is to the point, was 
so uninteresting that I just didn't care. I, I liked like, him. I, I liked him, but he just seemed like there wasn't there wasn't a clicking there. And I think that's that's also a very real thing about it. Is that like he was fine. He was a tosser. He was like he was totally nice guy. I he deserves to have who a nice name person. drops Martin Short. Who does that? I don't know, man. Who name drops like oh Martin my Short? Point almost is, he's fine. My point is, is he's fine, but he's not like it's very real to where it's just like you date these people who are just like fine, but like, do you really want to spend the rest of your life with them? Do you really want to get in deep with them? I don't know. And she's at this place now where she was able to recognize, no, I shouldn't settle just because somebody actually likes me now. I should find that person who makes me feel special. Very relatable, I think. Sure. Very relatable. And interesting. Mm, I know about that. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so all you got to say about Ted Lasso? Yeah, I mean, it was just a 30-minute episode. I think it's it's a solid start. I'm interested to see where it goes. Not, I am worried that they're going to be playing too much into the greatest hits aspect, but on the whole, I think it's solid. No mention of Diane Sawyer. Do you see that? No. So there was a line where I think she asked him, Rebecca asked Ted, like, hey, do you want something? I don't know if it was tea or water or something. And he said, where's the effect of the same thing I would say if Diane Sawyer asked me on a date? Absolutely, yes. Okay. Um, and so Diane Sawyer tweeted that clip and said, Ted Lasso, I'm in. I'm game. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it's cute. That's cute. It's funny. Made me laugh. Made me chuckle. Yeah. It makes me chuckle too. Love it. Yeah. I would say yes if Diane Sawyer asked me on a date. I don't know what I was she single. looks like. What? What? Yeah. <sighs> You're going to look this up. Terrible. I mean, I, I just want to talk to her for her like um, journalistic acumen. Super smart. Lady. Okay. Okay. You sounded super creepy saying that. Just saying. Journalistic acumen. <laughs> no, but just the way you said it. It sounded like you were you're really going out of left field to like make it seem like a joke. I wasn't sure. No, she's a she's a staple in the media. You know who Diane Sawyer is. What's going on here? I know what she is, but I don't know what she looks like. Okay. Crazy. Crazy. Anyway, while you're looking up Diane Sawyer, I'm gonna close out the show. Okay. So, dear listeners, if you like Dan Diane Sawyer, let us know. Otherwise. LRM has other great content on the website for you to peruse, listen to, and basically do whatever you want to. So go check it out. Otherwise, you can find Jammer where? Where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at JamTheWriter and all of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. Fantastic. And you can find me being slightly less productive either on the website or right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, or on Twitter at Sir Jumpsies. Folks, as always... Thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Make sure you're not too messy. What? Mission failed. What? Not too messy. What's happening? What I missed? What happened? I just felt like changing things up. I see. Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.